What is this behavior? Do you want it? You're dying for it. Good day, or good night actually, or evening. Uh, hey people, how are we doing? Almas here, one third of what is this behaviour and talking and chat enthusiast. I suppose you've got to be if, you're, if you've got a pod, do you know what I mean? This episode, Aaron, Ruben and I approach Valentine's and love. We started chatting about the origins of Valentine's Day, which trust me, are weirder than anything we imagined. It involves the hide of some form of animal. Yeah, I don't get it either. Um, And then we naturally moved into how we actually feel about Valentine's and eventually landed on debunking myths about love and challenged our ideas of love as well. It got quite introspective and explorative, so grab a snack and settle in to what is this behavior debunking love. What is this behavior? All right, so we're trying to work out what this episode is. So Valentine's Day is on the 14th, Aaron. You knew nice. that, didn't you, Amas? I did indeed know that. I thought it's the 18th. <laughs> Shit, man. <laughs> that, that's that's, that's oh, good man. and bad in equal measures, I think. Isn't it? I think I think it's good because you haven't bought into the, you know what I mean, the marketing ploy that is Valentine's Day and bad that you don't even know what day the day of love is and you're married. Also, it's good that... Um, Valentine's is every day for Aaron, clearly. Oh, yeah, that's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> She's checking with Aman about it. He just threw me a lifeline there, Almas. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just out here saving lives. Do you know? Yeah, Almas <laughs> is out here always balancing the beef or what could potentially be beef between us. Almas brings it back, yeah. clearly. <laughs> no, you know what? I don't even know. I don't know. I, I, for some reason, I thought it was between the 14th and the 18th. It's one of those dates, the actual date doesn't stick in my head. I know it's in February sometime. Mm. Um, but um, yeah. <laughs> have you? So guys, how are we running um, this episode, man? Well, I have. I was Valentine's. just gonna ask, like, what ha- have you guys typically celebrated Valentine's Day in your history of dating? Uh, when me being Reuben, <laughs> when I've when I was in relationships, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I <laughs> sounds so defeated. Back in the day, <laughs> when I was in relationships, yeah, I did celebrate. Valentine's Day when I'm in a relationship. When I'm not, when I'm single, I'm like, ah, there's nothing much going on for me there. I thought it would be better for the single people, wouldn't it? Because it's kind of like a non-creepy... In what way? Let me hear um, your reasoning, Aaron. Well, just like... (laughs) No, just because Uh. it's like a a valid entry point to approach or go on a date with someone if you didn't have a reason to, right? Or to approach Uh. someone. In like a non-creepy way. If that's for people that if they didn't have confidence, then it's a legitimate ask or in. Yeah, I I guess so. But I think for me, Valentine's Day (laughs) is experiencing the day with someone you love and care for, someone that you probably already built depth with, as opposed Mm. to going to find that. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) It's a day to celebrate its depth, not start an ooting. That's what I mean, my thoughts anyway. In terms of like Aaron's approach, I do like the idea of like using it as an excuse to go on a date. Do you know what I mean? Or, or find like new connection. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But the thing that I found is that a lot of people are just shook that it's going to mean more than 
than yeah. a date because okay. of the so <laughs> <laughs> i've felt that yeah 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 like is there is there a pressure do you think um to like is there a pressure around valentine's like is that added like meaning and depth like if you make someone your valentine oh you're, you're cutting out oh, on my shit. end slightly almas who me yeah you're, you're back just repeat yeah. that last I think uh, few Cu- words i think cupid censored you in case you're going <laughs> to do some damage to this Valentine's narrative. Um, yeah, I was going to say, do you think... one bow into your internet connection, you know? <laughs> have you have you guys felt added pressure um, around Valentine's then when it... Or do you think there's added pressure around making someone your Valentine? Yeah. So I think... I, I can... Join oh, on. No, oh, you sure? Yeah, gotcha. So I, I kind of... It's weird, like, when approaching this episode, I'm like, am I going to come off like some sort of Scrooge, Jacob Marley, miserable, Grinch. non... Grinch, yeah. But um, <laughs> because there's there's two ways that it sits with me. Like, one side, I don't know. I think just because, and this is me, you know, my, my other half isn't here to kind of speak about it. But I think we tried to show, I guess, tenderness um love care constantly and and it would be good to hear your thoughts on how you view from the outside my relationship but it's something that we always try to bake into every element of our day and now obviously kind of uh, changed over to being married so sometimes like when i hear the valentine's idea automatically and it isn't maybe because i'm even in advertising or worked in advertising i just have this natural resistance being like ah, oh, it's this fucking packaged thing that you have to force to do stuff and show love which i get resisted i resist that element but when i kind of i don't even even know if unframe is a word but when i kind of stop thinking about that and then me and iman just have conversations and stuff we do still try to do things right um so yeah we do make an effort and stuff but i i never and i and i feel iman this is the same way that we don't feel like it's this thing that we have to buy all of this stuff and do all of this stuff um if anything that kind of puts me off so yeah almost to answer your question i do feel pressure no matter how long i've been with a man i still do feel like fuck i do need to make an effort Mm. uh, or or an extra effort um so yeah i do man (laughs) (laughs) um I'm, I was laughing and chuckling as you were talking because I'm also at the same time reading up about Valentine's. Mm. St. Um, Valentine. Well, it just says the origins of Valentine's Day. This is on history.com. Right. So it's the origins of Valentine's Day, a pagan festival in February. Yeah? Pagan. <laughs> <laughs> so from ends, like pagan just means something else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the thing is, so it's saying... February uh, the 15th was a fertility festival dedicated to Faunus, the Roman god of agriculture. Oh, man. I'm back and I'm I'm gone and I'm back again. Yeah, don't worry. This episode is going to be like that, man. Uh, Just like love itself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It says that February the 15th was a fertility festival dedicated to Faunus. Am I in and out again? No, no, no keep going, keep going. Oh, the Roman, Faunus. Oh, oh, Faunus, the Roman god of agriculture, as well as to the Roman founders, Romulus and Remus, yeah? But let me just hear, the, just hear this bit, because it says, to begin the festival, members of an order of Roman priests would gather in a sacred cave um, 
where where basically they they believe that Romulus and Remus were um, I don't know if you're familiar in Roman mythology, but they were raised by wolves. Um, yeah, so anyway, the that. priest was sacrificed a goat for fertility and a dog for purification. I just don't they know would... where this episode's going. <laughs> <laughs> they would then yeah, strip the goat's hides. In... They would then strip the goat's hides into strip, dip them into the sacrificial blood, gently slapping both <laughs> women <God>. and <laughs> crop fields with the goat hide. Far from being fearful, Roman women welcomed the touch of the hides because it was believed to make them more fertile in the coming year. So this is and... about whacking up women with hides. <laughs> and someone's translated that story into buy buy things for your loved ones, but, buy but, chocolates but... and gifts. Well, later on, that that ritual was was made Christian, and it was then at the end of the fifth century, the Pope declared February the fourteenth as Saint Valentine's Day. And it was oh, not I didn't much even later. know that, you know. No, nor did I. Didn't I. Know it was like it kind of un- come under Christian, the Christian yeah, calendar. I, I, mean, I did I knew not it, know yeah, that. I knew it had. I knew it had its origins in crazy. But yeah, then, fast forward to the Middle Ages. It was believed that France and England um, believed that February the fourteenth was the beginning of birds mating season, which added to the idea of romance. Oh, okay. So okay. yeah, it's a little bit mishmash, but. Yeah, like with that context, I know people and over the years have known people that literally refuse to celebrate Valentine's Day because they're like, no, it's got nothing to do with love. Yeah, mm. yeah. And I could I could understand their point of view and totally would appreciate that view. Yeah, yeah. I think I lean more towards that as well. But at the same time, there is a percentage of me that is so aware and at times reluctantly still bought into this bloody idea and so yes i especially when i'm in a relationship i do feel the pressure and i do adhere to the pressure at times mm-hmm. uh, or at least name it you know what i mean just mm-hmm. mention it like totally side if you're in a relationship i think to totally sidestep valentine's day and not even bring it up when you're <laughs> clearly on it yeah is, man you got you know what i mean you've got some issues there man Hello, you got to have a chat because because you ne- you always feel at the back in the back of your head that it's a test. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you? Yeah, you know, you know what? If someone hasn't said yeah. anything, you know, you know. Yeah, in two years and six months, they're gonna bring it. They haven't forgot. They're bringing it up. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. that two thousand six Valentine's Day? You did. You didn't even buy me a fish finger, and then it would begin, <laughs> and that's the beginning of the end. Like you know, there's bare people like that, man. But to answer your question, Almas. Um, I do feel the pressure um, around the Valentine's story, but the most part of me, I try to uh, middle finger up to the to the power. How about you, Elmas? Do you feel pressure? You're out here buying chocolates and roses. Um, do you know what? Yeah, like <laughs> on a, I am just a like, I'm just a soppy person when it comes to love. Like I'm just a, a romantic, and oh, so, do you say oh dear? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not just not something. It's not, I, I've always known that. Yeah, it's, I think it's. I've, I think if someone didn't even know you and they listen to this pod and they and just see some of the stuff that you put out into the world and how you are, they'd land on the same thing. Like yeah, you're pro love, in it. That's it. I love it, and so like, I mean, I'm reading this stuff, and I can understand like why someone wouldn't want to like buy into Valentine's Day, especially with how we like. You know, it's just unnecessary time to spend more money like I feel like it's Mm. the capitalist side of it which I'm like oh whatever but 
I maybe maybe it's part of like my brainwashing in this stage of my life, but like I really like 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 <laughs> flowers and like yeah. and That's also your love I, language though, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it is one of my love languages, man. I do like receiving gifts. I can't lie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, I, it's nice because even if you can't be with someone, I feel like it feels like someone's thought of me. Um, and also from <laughs> and maybe like because I'm in control of so much in my life and I'm quite independent, I really welcome like every opportunity to be like taken out or like not worry Pampered. about stuff. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Why are it's you to laughing? Release, <laughs> so is wait, it to wait. like? Is it to let go of responsibility for once in that yeah, way, but not in not in a negative way, but like a release? Yeah, and that's one of like the ways that I really like because I'm an alpha. Do you know what I mean? So if someone else can like come and like. Say, do you know what? Yeah, I'm taking you out. You ain't got to worry about nothing. Down to like even, obviously this is dependent on someone's style, but I would even like welcome someone picking out an outfit. Do you know what I mean? To like go to dinner in. Like that to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, like control, sick. You like, know what? I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask a seat. question. I'm going to ask a question based on that, right? Because oh I've also heard that like, that could be, say if we're just talking about um, like a, like a man woman situation that could be yeah. like assuming right is, is that not also seen as being like not patriarchal but just like i don't know just like like controlling like too yeah i okay. think that's the word i'm looking for um yeah. i guess what like, you I know like old is... old toxic men that just be like yeah i'm doing this i'm not listening yeah like, yeah yeah no, but what I you're totally saying leave. is that that sounds attractive sometimes so it's within like context and with consent so like you can't okay. like if, if someone just came about and was like yeah like i'm choosing everything like you wear and i'm gonna tell us where we're going like all the time yeah uh, like that <laughs> yeah. just that just pisses me off as well if i see someone <laughs> yeah, else do that I, like, when i see other boyfriends be like yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know like i'm paying fighting to pay and stuff <laughs> yeah you like i be... <laughs> yeah oh, like, i just tiger. be like nah <laughs> But um, I think a lot of that attractiveness when it comes to power is about relinquishing your power or being... Have you ever heard of the concept of, like, topping from the bottom? Um, so, so Topping from the bottom, right? So topping is like being like a, a dom, like a dominant in, like, a romantic sexual setting. And mm. then... Being a bottom is like being the submissive person in in a romantic or sexual setting, right? Okay. So they're both like different sides of the of the coin. Um, but if your if your sexual or romantic connection is always based on consent, then the person who's on the bottom is always going to be in control because it's based on consent. So if I'm saying, "Tell me what to wear." I'm telling you to tell me what I'm telling you to take control. So I'm still in control. Yeah, you had but the power to give in the first place. So ultimately it lies with you. So you're saying right. okay, yeah. cool. But sometimes those areas are a bit grey, right? Like say for example, we're taking a situation where people don't know each other that well. They use they use Valentine's as maybe a first first time to properly communicate romantically. There's not going to be a space where you're going to know this person's going to do that. So as in those situations, you just don't play that card. You don't you don't take the risk. Um, I think like it's a hard one, isn't it? Because mm. I'm trying to imagine, yeah, 
if someone if someone said I want to take you out on a date, I'd be like, all right, cool. If they sent me something to wear, provided <laughs> that it was like, it's how you deliver it, isn't it? It's like yeah, and it's first, also the item of clothing they've asked. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's so true. You get it's one cornflake. He said, come, come, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let's back up. one nipple what, and turn up with that one cornflake in your left nipple. I, I you could never do it. <laughs> you think you turn up to that, Bridget? What, those, little, those old school little Kim outfits. I can't ever imagine that that, that someone would send something to s- someone to wear. Oh, Aaron, you ain't no, been out on these streets, energy, man. man. <laughs> that's big energy. Yeah. I'm yet to that? receive that, but do you know what I mean? But people do it. Yeah, like, they do, like this is now a conversation about kink. Oh, what if they got go terrible taste? <laughs> what if they got terrible taste? Well, that's what de- I said at the first thing. It really depends on like the person's style and if they've actually looked at your style. That's why I feel like when it comes to gift giving, a lot of people don't actually look at the person they're giving gifts to. Right? They're just buying what they think like mm. is the thing. But in this particular <laughs> setting, you really have to like look at do the work. Yeah. yeah, like you got to look at like or or ask questions before and be like, yeah, okay, put it this way, yeah. There's someone that I was dating and I was like, I'm going out, like I really need help with like what to wear, and he was like, I love shopping for women, like this is one of my favorite things. <laughs> so I was like, all right, sick, yeah. And then he came back, he was like, before I go out and I find I find the outfits that I'm going to present to you, I just need to know like, do you have like do you like backless items or do you prefer like things above the knee or below the knee? So there were just like a few basic questions that he asked. And then when he came back with the final, like the shortlist, it was within. No, it was really good. It was like within, (laughs) it was within that remit. Like, do you know what I mean? And so there is a risk. And I think maybe on the first time, I probably wouldn't buy someone something (laughs) to wear on the first time. Do you know what I mean? You can't do that. But you, you a nice what? compromise is like book the taxi for them and pay for it. That's energy as well. Oh my God. If someone did that, I'd be like, oh, I'm coming to pick you up. Be ready at eight. That's sick already. Amazing. I can relax. All I've got to worry <laughs> about is getting ready. Shit, man. You seem like quite an easy date. Just, I'm going to pick you up for eight. Like I almost is like, whoo, found the that, you know, <laughs> as a those are the things that I'm like, I would have thought is the absolute <laughs> as a standard. representation of the standard of people out here, that is just a joke thing, man. Do you know what I mean? If you're getting happy over that, Jesus, I need to really, you know what I mean, deep dive into your dating history, Elmas. But you know what? In, in, in general, like in regard to um, what you guys were just saying, I, I honestly think it's a conversation about taking the time to get to know the person you're dating or the people you're dating, right? And once mm. you know that, all those other nuances about whether or not they want to be picked up or whether it's a backless dress or whatnot starts to reveal itself over time. But you again, it, yeah, every single case, I guess, is self-contained and nuanced, man. No. I, m- may, may- I must say, though, I, there was a reason I was laughing when Almas was talking about the or you, you asked her about the buying the clothes thing because mm. I've been in a relationship <laughs> back in the day, yeah. And I, f- I don't know if it was a birthday or Valentine's Day or my, my ex bought me this thing. Like, I didn't know that she was into getting dressed up in the bedroom. Now, me personally, I'm not really, I, I'm not an actor. Like, I base my life on telling the truth. Like, I can't act. It's just, uh, just my heart sinks. And she bought me this fireman outfit. 
some sexy fireman <laughs> thing. I don't know if I told you this, Aaron, but it was, well, it was really no. awful for me to put on. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't tell me. <laughs> put it on. I'm glad you didn't tell me this to me. <laughs> <laughs> I put it on and I couldn't take myself seriously. Like I had to hold my, I was like, this is terrible. This is cheesy as fuck. But I was watching her. I was like, she's having a whale of a time thinking there's a fireman situation here. It was that wild, is fun stuff. Wait, funny, so did it? But well, that's the representation we need, Ruben. We need Isn't fireman, <laughs> Asian South Asian fireman. I ain't, wait a sec. I ain't seen one South Asian fireman. Oh my God. New podcast episode, <laughs> South Asian fireman. No, <laughs> what was your question now, Mas? Was it a turn off? Yeah, man. Really? I cannot walk in a room dressed as as a fireman with my ass out. Because the (laughs) ass was cut. There's my fucking ass out, yeah? And and me feel sexy. I feel like a fucking clown. It's ridiculous (laughs) for me. Whereas some people, you know, some people are into so many different things, man. Like, like, I I honestly think like kink and eroticism and, and eros... It's such a deep conversation and I'd love to properly get into it with with someone on one of our episodes because I just think it's you know who'd that be we so haven't... good for it is Poppy J man because I think her she actually is part of a podcast that is I think it's called Brown Girls Do It or something like that. Let me type this or do it too or something like that. Yeah, Brown Girls Do It Too. So I think they would be good. Let's get them on. Yeah, we need yeah, to Brown Girls Do It Too. There's Ravina also an amazing There's an amazing series on Netflix around um I think it's cult, cultural sexual practices, um, oh, and yeah, I think yeah. I, I think it's a South Asian woman. woman. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I think episode one is in India, um, and then I think they just go through different, yeah, you know different what? countries and well, stuff. While we're on this conversation, I heard, and this might be bollocks, right? But I heard that Indian men are the horniest men in the game. Uh, I think every person, every person will say they're. Their cultural men are the aggiest guys, so yeah, that's know, true. Everyone meal, might change, like, yeah. you say that you can sub that out for Arab men. I've heard that, you know. Yeah, African that's true. Men, I've heard that. That's you know. true. But the conversation was around so many um, Indian men or South Asian men, I should say, being suppressed to explore sexuality due to tradition, and so that is leading. To well, I don't of, know. Like, maybe, like, yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I. It's definitely something that we need to kind of like bring up in a pod as well, right? Because on the flip side, it's the culture that gave Kama Sutra and all of that type of stuff. So um, I just don't know enough about our cultural past in that space Mm. and something that I'd actually like to read up and learn a little bit more about, to be honest. Mm. Um, I was watching um, like a Bollywood film the other day and it just made me think about how as a culture, we're so fixated on like love and sensuality which obviously like leads to sexual connection um, in in this capacity, right? Like when people are, when you've got representation of like love and stuff, but then it's all like Indian culture is also, there's such strict rules around the expression mm, too. So like yeah, after marriage and like mm-hmm. on age and also purity and all of this stuff. And so I can, I can imagine that um, there is like a lot of tension, I think, um, mm. Because if you're a man and you've grown up like looking at representation that is all about like wooing a woman or like securing them, and then you and then securing, like that's all, you know, Jesus yeah. Well, you know, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Literally yeah those are the stories your, that have been fed to you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then we are like Karma Sutra came from India, and so we are quite like a sexual sensual culture. But then 
there's a lot of like restrictions as well. And so I, like, I feel like the two things are so opposite. Yeah. Um, there's such a yeah. tension going on there in it and of course yeah. that's just gonna attention is just gonna cause a fucking explosion which is yeah like, and that's always been know? my beef man it's always been yeah. my beef it's like honor both sides of things you know take into consideration the paradoxes that us as human beings are always going to have to manage you know and if we're going to put a spotlight on everything that is nice about love connection and romance can we also turn our head and look at everything that is dark it, that, that that dark stuff isn't bad it's just dark and we have to consider it or it's happening anyway you know what i mean mm. so yeah that's always been a that's always been a gripe of mine and maybe also, maybe as the the double level kind of british and indian they're two layers of like suppression <laughs> especially Jesus within like Christ, within yeah. like mm. sexual talk right like one yeah. we've just got like being brits we're like we just don't fucking speak about it then you yeah. have the the, the but then we have Asian. annual dogging me ups <laughs> you know what i mean in the midlands what do you because mean we <laughs> No, we as in British culture, British people. Oh, no, okay, Aaron, okay. Don't worry. I don't think anyone thinks you're out here on a dog. <laughs> on uh, a talking. I was just like, am I missing out or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what is this behavior? Meetups that I'm not invited to. You can get some great high end shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Um, aerial shots. Go on. <laughs> Sorry, Almas. I was just going to say, this is the point I just want to bring up that going back to the conversation around. Val valentine's and love right i had a girl that i was seeing back in the day who told me that i was the love grinch and it was funny at first and then i deeped it i was like wow she actually thinks that because i don't necessarily at times display like overly romanticized kind of ways of being mm. and then i'd done some like then i went into that massive period where i was reading and researching a lot of stuff from school of life read their book on relationships read their book on sex and there's a great idea that come up in there and what they said is romanticism has been a disaster for true love and it's one quote that has never left me romanticism has been a disaster, been a disaster for true love okay a disaster for true love because it puts a massive focus on this story of a series of events that needs to happen but true love unconditional love which is built over a long period of time through ups mm. and downs is actually so much more fulfilling and if done correctly sustainable than that blip on the timeline which is this romantic honeymoon stage but industry film music products is all built on that teeny window of romanticism that honeymoon stage and everything after that is seldom talked about and that is the problem it's a massive problem with relationships in society. Was That's that in their marriage book as well? Sorry, I must go for it. No, no. I think there's crossovers, yeah. Um, so you're saying that one of the biggest myths is that rom like the romance side of it does an injustice towards true love. If, if it's the sole focus and if it's yes. the first focus. So what I'm thinking then is yeah. what if we approach relationships, yeah, with without the romantic lens at first and we, we approach relationships looking for a, a friendship and a depth of connection and an understanding of two selves and if that meshes romance is then born after that so mm -hmm. i flipped the whole way i look at it because anytime i've done it the other way around it just hasn't sustained for me man and the love i share the love connections i share now is like the deepest ones are with my friendships. It's with is with Aaron, my brother. It's with you, Almas, a close friend. It's mm. with my other friends, and it, there's only a few of them. But the depth 
of fulfilling relationships I feel in those connections has outweighed a lot of um, the romantic love connections I've experienced in my life. Yeah, I'm trying to get that chapter up because I think it was on the, the, the book that I read or me and her mom both read before yeah. we got married called uh, Why You Will Marry the Wrong Person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and great it was read, such man. a, yeah, it was such a good book, book man. I think, um, I think I'm really interested in this idea because I do think that um, love and the way that we've been, you know, like I suppose the structure of love that we've known thus far yeah. um, does, for want of a better term, need some development. <laughs> and so, totally, totally. so the first thing is you're saying flip romanticism and getting to know someone on, like the other way around. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, totally. Okay, so that's number one. Um, when, when you're, when I speak to anyone that's like, has been married for a lengthy amount of time or has not even been married, just been with someone. Um, what I'm really interested in is like the level of commitment it takes to actually work hard with someone. Yeah. Like that work itself is beyond like love to me now is not, is not the romance of Valentine's day in it. It's like, yeah. it's like that commitment to actually like stay with someone beyond yeah. a, a contract is, is wild. Like you're that you're yeah. vowing that you're going to like be with someone through the, the light and the shade basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What would you That's say? Would be thing, like, yeah. Like what's another, like, what's a, what's a myth of love that like we um, have been taught, but like, isn't really true. Um, first sight. Oh mad. Do you think? first sight I'm sitting at a bus stop someone walks across <laughs> the other road they, and I see them I'm on first sight I'm in love I need to go to the hospital and book a couple therapists therapist appointment in love at first sight nah man you can don't be don't you, you think that like you see someone and you just feel like the chemistry and the energy um, Almas if you're asking me honestly I think that's the biggest lie we've ever been told it, you know, it just sidesteps so much complexity. And it's, it, it, again, it's what marketing and all these things are built on. I think it's an absolute myth. Fair. I think it's an absolute Fair. myth. I think you can resonate with someone's energy. And, you know, I think you can mm. sense that, especially when you get in dialogue or in connection with them. But for anything beyond that to be worked, I, I think that takes intentional work. I think anything by intentional work is actually a myth. Yeah, can I, I think, think we will end up there sooner or later? That's what I, th I truly yeah. believe. I think one of the myths is that men have been told that they need to convince a woman to um, that basically don't take no for an answer, and oh, I think God. like that's one of the biggest myths that I realized like a few years ago. Do I was you think like, Why men still believe that? Aaron, it's, definitely, do you know man, <laughs> definitely. Like so many do. Like every time they hear a no, they're like, "Oh no, I know she means yes." Like that's the that is that the yeah, story yeah, they're yeah. telling it, that actually goes on in their head. Yeah, for a, for a lot of if men, you, if say, they're okay, constantly yeah. surrounded by those stories through conversations with their peers, through podcasts and media that they're taking, and through music, all these are all messages incoming, mm -hmm. right? And all we are yeah. is a collection of uh, the messages that we that we decode. Really, if we want to deep it, and so all those messages is all they're hearing. That is their truth. That's their reality, and they go out in the world and they believe that to be true did I you ever like think that when you were yeah i was gonna ask like what's it yeah, been man. like when 
Yeah. What what has gone through your head when you're when you've moved to a girl or a woman and you've said, you know, I'm really feeling you, and then she's like, no, I'm not really feeling it. But then, what goes on in that moment where you get the rejection, but then you translate it into a yes? So <laughs> you're hearing right. the no and you're translating it to like, no, do more. <laughs> all right. Well, you asking me or Aaron? Um, who? Yeah, whoever. I've yeah, go on, Rubes. Um, all right. So I've I've grown up in in those circles, right? Moving with those man them, and I've actually been one of them. Um, and the story is, if a woman says no, it means no to that approach. It doesn't mean yes, but it means no to that approach, or very very likely no to that approach. And so you try loads of different things. But for me, though, I'll tell you one thing that I've always lived by. When, mm. when I feel that I know is deeply true, I'm out because that is just not appealing to me any, anyway. Like I would oh. never want to have anything to do romantically or sexually with someone that doesn't want that with me. So I'm out. But there are these kind of like uh, pushback no's that I have danced around until I got to a yes. And then we both nah, agreed. From- yeah, we For me, I'd be out. If I get a no, I'm just like, this is long. I ain't trying what to mean, faff though? around, dancing around, thinking like maybe she thinks this and that. It's just like, no. And if if there is some, like if this is a straight up no, then it's a no, it's cool. But I'm not trying to second guess at it. It's for me, right. anyway, that is so, I'm just what? like, no, pick, pick a side. I think, <laughs> I, yeah, no, I hear some, you. I think there needs to be so much nuanced content, to, context around each situation, right? Yeah, so, for true. example, I, I'm pulling from my own field of reference, right? Like past experience. For example, I might have been on a, a date date three with a girl where she's invited me, for example, to her house. Okay. And okay, I'm making okay. like, there's, there's so much communication yeah, 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 gone on within that yeah. time. Yeah. And also you understand temperament and so much communication is non-verbal anyway. And so I mm. think I can pick up on cues that are true. Um, Even that's so, a risk though, isn't it? Yeah. But I'm, I mean, this is hard to kind of explain without sounding like some dead out creep, but. Yeah. Um, no, but that's the, this is the truth though. though, isn't it? This is why a lot of people that are single that maybe are finding it difficult to navigate and understand yeah. those cues. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, 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 I'm, yeah. I'm talking from a privileged position. I'm in, I'm in a marriage. So I don't have to worry about these things, but if I think about it, I'm like, mm. fuck it. No, that is a space that I, and, and, and hopefully I don't sound rude to those that are single, but mm. like, I, I feel the stress thinking about it. And I'm like, yeah. fuck must be yeah difficult to just navigate and understand this. So for me, it feels there's so much more, risk in making yeah. a potential fucking wrong judgment yeah no you're absolutely right Aaron and I think that's the best way to operate I I do however like back in the day I do know like there's a lot of women that I know that are still my friends now who have mm. come from a culture where they're so used to men being so forward that if mm. a man isn't forward even they though they may be resisting slightly yeah they they find that that man unattractive or they said like he would never be able to handle me anyway and he's out because he took their first no. It's a really tricky one, man. And I think mm. it's it can be quite culture dependent at times. Almas, um, yes. I wanted to answer your... Oh, sorry, go on, go on. If you wanted to jump in, I was going to answer you. for me right now, bro. Go no, on, no, no, I'm waiting for Aaron. No, 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 no. I'm here, <laughs> I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> no, it, it was just based on those, the myths that you were talking about, right? Um, and mm. oh, like, I'm, I'm, I'm on this chapter of this book, like why you were married the wrong person. This chapter is called How Love Stories 
ruined our love lives. Oh, thank you. Tell them. Oh, yeah. Wow. Come on. And this section it talks about <laughs> compatibility. So I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read this out if you don't mind. There's two. There's two bits. It go, breaks it down to the romantic novel, which is what they're saying. I think gives you the wrong message. Or like yeah. old messages, and then the classics. As a romantic novel, the romantic novel cares about the harmony or lack of it between souls of the protagonists. It believes the fundamental challenge of emotional life is to find someone who completely understands us, with whom there need to never be any more secrets. It believes that love is finding your other half, your spiritual twin. Love is not about training or education. It is instinct. It is feeling. Oh, nice. It is a general mysterious in its workings. The classic novel, however, it accepts that no one ever fully understands anyone else, that there must be secrets, that there will be loneliness, that there must be compromise. It believes that we have to learn how to sustain good relationships, that there are learnable skills involved and love is not just a chance endowment of nature. And I would I would kind of subscribe to the second yeah, I agree. paragraph or try to use that as a framework anyway. Um, what do you think? I think that I. What do I think? I think yeah that even when you meet someone, because there's some people that I've met in my life that instantly I'm like, nah, like we get on, like we've got a chemistry there. Mm, okay. And and to me, that's always a good indication. Like you know, all of the things that we were saying about like um, finding vibrations and like. Mm. Um, yeah, but all, all, like you know, like coming on too strong, like doing all of that stuff. When you meet like someone with the same chemistry and it's reciprocal, the communication styles for me become a bit more easier, and there's less like um, labor confusion and labor exactly. But I believe like even when you have found your soulmate or soulmates, because I don't believe in necessarily finding one. But when you found someone that you're like, no, I really vibe with this person, right? Mm. You still have to work hard at the relationship. Yeah. Yeah, but the yeah. point from which you're starting is like, you've kind of got like this unsaid feeling or understanding between each other, which, which is your soul's vibrating in my mind. This is how this works. Mm. And then from that point, you're like, right, we're going to navigate this together. And, we're, and you're going to, you still have the everyday, like, you know, he leaves his socks on the floor every day or like whatever, <laughs> whatever it is that you've got to work through. But you've got this basic, like, mutual respect and understanding. And that's what I think, you know, when Rubens, I was, I was questioning you on the love is first sight thing. Yeah. Mm. It's just because like sometimes I don't necessarily think it's like completely like undying love in the way that we've been told love is. But I know that when I see someone and I feel their energy, I, I know that my soul is op automatically opening up to them. And it depends now on whether they reciprocate that and whether, you know, like, you know, there's so many other things that come into it, like timing mm. and whatever, um, which is where the lie of being told that you have to pursue someone is, I think, false. Because actually, just because you feel someone, that doesn't mean that they've got to feel you. But sometimes mm. in life, that those two people are like on the same page at the same time with the same energy. And that stuff to me, like I can't ignore it. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think it's, I think going back to what you read out, Aaron, like, yeah. I think it's a little bit of both. I think you find people that I, you I think there's a balance, right? Like, you yeah, still yeah, have yeah, to work I, hard I agree. Because I was going to add to, know, we barely know ourselves. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Let alone anyone else. 
You cut out there. Sorry, Almas. Oh, I was just going to say... You've got to work hard because what? Sorry? We've got to work hard because we barely know ourselves, let alone anyone else. Mm. Yeah. And we're constantly understanding who we are. I've I've got a point. Aaron, you wanted to... Yeah, I kind of wanted to build on that that thing because I totally do understand and I'm learning a little bit more about moving with instinct and vibrations and you're like, I think you're spot on with that, Almas. But I was going to say, do you think understanding all of those things are great for that initial part of connecting with someone? Because how I tend to frame or when I speak to Iman about our marriage and stuff like we're always just like nothing in this marriage is guaranteed for us because we're going to go through massive transformations as we grow. Mm -hmm. So we just hope that we grow in alignment on two totally different individual paths and we Mm -hmm. hope that they're going to stay aligned but it's not guaranteed so like that kind of connecting and getting that chemistry is i totally felt that with iman like there was this all of the other stuff like you know um having you know similar interests and all of that but there was definitely something i couldn't just describe it was definitely this kind of vibrational chemistry that was just like mad but then, then it kind of feels like it develops into this other thing. Once all of that stuff is communicated and understood, then you're like, okay, what's the longer journey look like? And it kind of mm-hmm. like develops into chapter two in a way. Yeah. Which yeah. also, you know, Aaron, um, maybe I'm bad. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> that that makes a lot of sense. And it, it's beautiful. Yeah, it is beautiful. And it makes a lot of sense. It's both things, man. I think it's a really mature way to approach and maintain and grow and evolve I should say a relationship and I, I don't I don't think either of you just hope for anything I think you both do intentional work but I understand what you mean by hope like there is a hope for it to work while doing the work right yeah I've, yeah I think it's just like knowing that not everything is given like well then nothing's, like we, nothing yeah yeah like it's, it's just not because you're constantly changing as well like is. I think yeah I think when people say like I always hear people like oh well, this person was this person when we got married well, yeah, you're fucking 25. Like, of course, like yeah. everything about, like you talk about, Ruben, like every cell in your body changes by, I don't know, however, mm-hmm. was it a year or whatever? Like you're totally different people. So like yeah. to expect someone to say, oh, they promised, you know, I was buying into this version of you. Mm. I feel anyway, I feel is setting yourself up for a very difficult journey because <laughs> you're trying to tell someone Inevitable that thing. they're not going to grow. And, yeah. and you're going to grow as well, right? Like our yeah. tastes have changed. Um, wh- how we view life has, you know, has changed as well. But you just hope that as you're growing and developing, it, there's still like the core pillars that are aligned. But it's not yeah. guaranteed. Like at the same time, I think that's what keeps us always trying to stay connected and appreciative of each other as often as possible. That's just you know my what? I, don't, I, I don't know if we've ever brought this up in the pod, but I know we brought it up in personal conversation, especially with, I, I think you and I, Almas, have had this in conversation. Um, and it's this idea of, like, f- for me anyway, sometimes I wish I was more ignorant than I was. And what I mean by that is sometimes I wish I didn't know the things I know because if I didn't, then I could be a little bit um, wide-eyed about things, which will allow me to just, you know, wander into more risks like I used to do. But as I've accumulated experience through like connections and relationships and just loads of different things in my life, I start to see like undeniable truths about what it is to be a human. And 
it, it then makes it a little bit trickier sometimes for me. For example, right? Like, almost going back to what you were saying about I know when I'm connected to someone and I feel that there's a vibe. I felt mm. that, but I also, because I am naturally a sociable person and I, I spend so much time in connection with people, I think my unconscious mind just understands how to connect with people, right? And so I can have deep, honest conversations with so many people so quickly. Therefore, I am vibing with many people in, in those ways. But does that mean everyone's um, a viable candidate for a long-term relationship with me? And I, and I think the answer is no. So sometimes I feel it's a bit tricky. And another thing is, going back to what Chris Rock said, like back in the day he made this joke about when you go on dates, you don't ever meet the person, you meet their represent representative, right? And how long are you going to invest building something with someone um, before you, like sometimes you don't know when the representative is gone. Like when is a representative going to go? Like who are you? You know, if I'm building with you, I'd like to know you in your disgusting entirety. And sometimes it's hard to gauge when someone is being themselves and when they're not, especially if they don't know themselves and they've been playing a role for a long time sorry just airing some random frustrations around dating i think <laughs> um no i'm he i hear you man i think um um oh my god my trail of thought just went off like in a yeah so we've got we don't even know what the title of this podcast is i think the title is like debunking myths about around love yeah um, what is love it's just a question like, what is love yeah 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 um Oh, there was something that you said in response to <laughs> what old song? What love? This guy's gonna start singing. There was something that you said, Rubes, like that was in response to something that I said, and then I had a response to it, but it was at the oh, beginning of yeah, the win. That's, that's twenty points back. Either. I know, gone, man. This is our kind um, of love is. Can, oh, can I ask you guys? Oh. Meeting someone. Wait, hold on. Wait, wait. Hold, hold the thought, Aaron. I just got it. I just yeah, got yeah, it. I got yeah. it. I, I hold it. I hold um, it. I hold it. Okay. You know, you were saying about um, connecting with lots of people and like it not not necessarily being love. I think you said like not everyone's a potential candidate. Is what you said, right? To build. Um, right, but something that I. Um, was aware of a few years ago there was this person that I had like amazing chemistry with and it was just like one of the loudest things that I think I'd ever felt like meeting someone and later on down the line I realized that actually that I mistook the chemistry so the chemistry <laughs> wasn't necessarily romantic but it's, mm. it's now when I feel the chemistry, I kind of try to wait a little bit because sometimes the chemistry is great. Deep this friendship. is great. This is great. Well, for Thomas. This is true. Yeah. I've got more to say on this. Yeah. And so sometimes I do get I, I get a bit confused when I meet someone or even later on down the line when I've had friends for a long time. And then there's like a new feeling. And I'm like, what? What's that? Like that person's been my friend for <laughs> ages. But I think that internal dialogue is happening because. I've been conditioned to associate that feeling with only romantic love. Correct. And right now I'm reprogramming myself. So what I would say is like, that's why I said I have lots of soulmates because I think yep. that my soul is connecting deeply with other souls, but not every single one of them is meant to be romantic and that's okay. Exactly. And do you know why I think you and other people have experienced this, me included, 
it's because there's just one key narrative that's being bomb blasted to take a word from Aaron's bank <laughs> into our minds and hearts around love and relationships. And it's not that fucking simple. It's so mm. much more complex. It's which is why now, like I use the word connection a lot more than I do relationships, but right? I have connections with both of you and a lot of other people and, and working out what that connection is and what is the best sustainable way of being connected to that person. That takes intentional work and time, but it's a complex task and a lot of us want to avoid that. And, and sometimes it, we just end up in these odd spaces. Like I've had to hold back on connections, even though I've felt excited and even aroused at times because I'm like, all right, I understand myself. Mm. And what's happening here and what trauma I'm pulling from and whatnot and what I think this could be. But the longer you patiently wait it out and work out what it is, the clearer understanding I feel of, of what that connection is with that person um, can be or maybe even should be. So I'm so yeah. glad you landed on that. It's such a leap forward, I think. Yeah, just like waiting it out a little bit more and like finding out what that chemistry is, which kind of ties back to like, the first part of the conversation when we were talking about like dates and like what to do right is if you actually take even if you took an hour to just really focus and like see and hear that person because for me like love is like servitude it's it's trying to figure out what that other person wants and needs and speak to them in that language and if the other person's doing that to you then you're both filling each other up um mm. but if you if you're thinking about Fil a date filling or, filling each other up yeah, like oh, feeling, feeling as in, <laughs> no, not, not feeling, feeling, yeah, F-I-L-L. -L. I'm glad that we right. clarified that. Right. <laughs> but Aaron's yeah, like, in, <laughs> listen, yeah. Aaron's like, what, February the 14th? Yeah, now he knows, he's yeah, ready. Yeah, like, well, feeling, feeling. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to take all his lessons. Feeling, yeah, tell me more, feeling up, yeah, feeling. Is that, is that what I do? All right, I'm doing. <laughs> Some, Sorry, that was an that's an introduction to a character named Suki. Yeah, yeah no, maybe exactly. never come back. Come back. Sorry, just reminded me of an Indian character, some it. guy that keeps saying oh. boobs when he says boobs. <laughs> sorry, it's oh my god. But um, yeah, sorry, Alves, that was a really good point. Yeah, well, do you know what? To sign off, yeah, like what in, in a whole pandemic, yeah, what is everyone's plans for Valentine's? Or how would you like to spend that time? Uh, so from our conversation so far we haven't got like a a full-on locked-in plan but i think we definitely um uh, we, we we you know you can kind of do order from restaurants like take home like, oh, like meal dinners kit. yeah kind of but a little bit more like um i hate using the word high-end it's not high-end but just something <laughs> that's not like luxury. fast food yeah not okay. even luxury value <laughs> yeah just like so so good quality so meal so it feels like a bit more of a restaurant <laughs> thing. So we're doing we're doing that. So both of us don't have to cook. Um, and Harrods we haven't figured cash. out. No, we haven't figured no. out because there's not that many um, businesses doing it. Man, businesses are getting hit right. hit hard. So yeah. uh, we had pigeon in London for Christmas, and that was pretty Routed. dope. I didn't think that so, was edible. No, the restaurant <laughs> pigeon. But yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it for now. At the, at the moment, Almas, we haven't figured it. Haven't figured oh, out okay. the rest of the day. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'd, I've I've got my radio show coming out that weekend, so I'm going to be on that su Sunday. So I'm going to be looking into that. Um, but I'm trying to see if 
so you know how you were saying before, like meet someone or do something with someone that, um, and it's not that deep. I'm trying to figure out, is there someone in like my friendship group or support bubble where again, it doesn't have to be romantic, but I just want to do something fun, like cook a meal and like games or something, or cause like, again, accessing love in a different way, like not it, encouraging myself for it to not to be romantic necessarily. Um, mm. So that's what I'm like opening up my my energy and myself to. Mm. Um, so yeah, because man's out here in it. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, me. What sh- what can I say? Um, I'm. Um, I currently had a conversation with my friend um, about understanding your body. And <laughs> sorry, I'm already laughing. <laughs> Ruben, where oh, is this going? Ah, oh, can go anywhere with me. But you know what she said to me? I mean, all right. So I just top line is I'm I'm single. I don't think I'm going to be doing anything romantic. But to put the lens back on love, I might spend some time um, with seeing my parents or connecting with my parents somehow, mm. uh, friends and family. So it will be friends and family, love connections that will be honoured on Valentine's Day for me. But where I was going on the stupid ideas, my friend is talking, <laughs> she's a sex education teacher, right? And she was talking about um. masturbation. Sorry, guys, I just want to quickly get this out there. Um, And she had these conversations with me. She was like, men use, whenever men think about masturbation, they always think about porn. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's true. Or they're watching porn. Or she goes, when you do it, is it always when you're watching porn? I said, no, sometimes I'm digging into my memory. So it was like, okay, memory wanks. And she's like, yeah, memory wanks. And then she was like, do you, do you, do you ever reach orgasm without um, thinking about a sexual um, activity or watching porn? I was like, is that allowed? Like, can you even do that? And then we went into a conversation about appreciating your body for your body. And we ended up on this thing called a woke wank. And I was like, that's a woke wank. <laughs> <laughs> oh so you're God. just basically enjoying your body. And she said, yeah, you can do that on different days. It's like uh, an act of self-care. So. Is that woke self-care wank, or narcissism? That's not narcissism, man. Isn't it like, so no, you I'm asking you, is that self-care or narcissism? Because you're thinking about nothing else but yourself. Your yes. own body. Is that what you're saying? You're I mean, if you don't your turn body. yourself on, then what hope does everyone else have? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So true, man. Do you know what I mean? If I I need to go to the toilet for a piss because my body needs it, is that narcissism? Rubes, it's so funny that you actually bring this up. Or is it serendipitous? Is that how you say it? Yeah, serendipitous. Um, Because I was at home the other day and I went and I had a bath. So like I put on like the candles or I lit the candles. And I was like, this is odd because... I'm, I'm actually gonna, right now. yeah, and no, but I was like, oh, imagine if I actually was in my own company, and and like, <laughs> as in there was two two Almas's, two you know, like that song, what's oh, what's she called, <laughs> the Oops song, <laughs> and she's like, oh yeah, yeah, tweet, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, tweets going oh, in on shit. herself, isn't it? And she's like, oh, there goes my shirt above my head or whatever, yeah, and then yeah. she's like. I've like realized it like it looked to the left and like it was there was no one there and I looked to the right there's no one there and it's like it's just her. Oh shit! And so I, I was didn't having that song. Didn't you know that yeah. that was about her? Yeah, enjoying herself. Yeah, and I w- but it was like it was a bit more than like me just enjoying myself. I was just like imagine if I was looking at myself. Like, what does it mean to look at myself in my own gaze? And yeah. that was like was really like yeah, it was just big. Like it just felt 
amazing. Um, yeah. this, this, so is, this is a bigger I conversation. I, I, I agree, man. And like what my friend said as a sex ed teacher as well, but then she also like facilitates a lot around self-worth and self-love. And she says like taking time out. And I think this is more from my experience. Women talk about this more than men in, from my experience is mm. that just spending time with yourself in your own sexual energy without anyone else and getting mm-hmm. used to that and enjoying it is an act of self-love and self-care and people should do it more. I mean, men are years behind, but it might be something to think about this Valentine's Day if you are on your ones, because a lot of us are in lockdown, you know? Yeah, for Don't real. Know, man. And Mature and conversations being, and that. That's it. Like, not being afraid to, like, embrace different kinds of love. I, I think I'm definitely coming back to that. The first yeah. time I ever... My first Valentine's memory that I have is when I was in year five. And my mum, I said to my mum, I really want to give my teacher a Valentine's card because to me, it just meant a day when you tell people that you love, that you love them. Yeah, yeah. And my mum was like, yeah, cool. So we went to the shops, like I bought a Valentine's card and I just wrote her like a little poem, but it wasn't sexual or romantic. Mm. And then I remember putting it in like her drawer and feeling really proud and like I'd like, done something nice. And then the other kids were just like taking the piss out of me and they were like, oh, you fancy miss. And I was like, no, I don't. Like I just, yeah. and also I didn't really even know what that meant at the time. And so I'm really trying to come back to like that energy and yeah. just be like, no, how can I show love to people without it being a threat or like something that is like, yeah, just like, I don't know, just not in, it just, it can just be like platonic, but it's more than platonic, right? It's like actual deep love. Yeah. It's maybe it's a space that we don't necessarily have the language for yet, but that is the beauty of this exploration. 100. Yeah, man. We we, we redefined Valentine's Day. That's it. We're out here doing the We redefined love, doing the Lord's work for you. (laughs) I love you both, man. I've got to leave you. In it. But love you and leave you. (laughs) <laughs> All right, chat later. Later. What is this behavior? And that was Ruben, Aaron, and I talking about all things love. I feel like I've got a deeper understanding of how Aaron and Ruben understand love and the things that we do for each other or our partners um, and how we want to receive love. I wonder how you feel about the origins of Valentine's as well. Although, regardless of its origins, February the 14th is a date that's significant to us now in modern day. And I personally love every opportunity and reminder of love as it makes me feel really warm and quite frankly hopeful. Aaron, Ruben and I will be spending Valentine's in totally different ways. And this year especially, I'm welcoming the different types of love in all its forms. If you can, try and find out your partner's love languages and pour into them using the ways they receive it the most. If we do that for each other, hopefully we can all create a never-ending cycle of love. Thank you for joining us this episode and I can't wait to see you again next week. Join us on Instagram. Our profile is at whatisthisbehaviorpodcast and on Twitter we're at witb underscore podcast. Sending you lots and lots of good vibes from myself, Almas, Ruben and Aaron. Peace. What is this behaviour? Do you want it? You're dying for it!